Hello, welcome to Skull RPG Podcast. My name is Dwight Skull. My name is Jacob Skull. And today we're going to teach you how to tell, tell your, your story. story. So Dwight, on our uh, dungeon dungeon uh, episode, we had a concept was power vacuums. How else would you use them? Yeah, so let's just uh, describe a power vacuum really quick. So this is a thing that no one thinks about. And in the dungeon episode, we went into great lengths, and this was kind of Jacob's idea. I won't talk about it much here, but the concept of being... If you clear out a level of dungeon and you leave for a while, what? Why is it still empty? Like, what would move into it? So that's empty in a cave. Nature uses caves all the time. So why hasn't a bear or a wolf pack something. taken that? Something. Now think about it this way: that was dungeoneering power vacuums. Let's talk about world power vacuums. So, so many times, um, and this was really so. Okay, the reason to do world power vacuums is if you're going to be playing in the world for a long time. So some ga- some game masters will play in the same world with maybe a different set of characters going throughout time for ages. So let's just talk about power vacuums in the real world. So if you were, um, so if you destroy a superpower, if you somehow are like the David and the Goliath, and you're the little guy, and you somehow destroy a superpower, there's a power vacuum. That so, superpower was holding something in place. Right. And so let's just talk about it really quick in a real world example. So I grew up in the, I was born in the late seventies, but really remember the eighties. So I remember things like the fall of the Berlin wall and then the fall of communism, which obviously has worked out really well since like that there's really no difference in Russia right now, but, (laughs) but there are certain parts of Russia that got, um, that are no longer part of the United, the USSR, right? They're no longer part of the United Soviet States of Russia. And so what had happened is during that time, they collapsed economically, couldn't hold on to all their power. And then the disparate states just kind of formed up as different states, put in different leadership, formed their own governments, formed their own economic ways of going. Some were communists, some were socialists. Things of that nature. So the Ukraine is a great example. The Ukraine used to be in the, uh, the Soviet Union, but now that it's not in the Soviet Union because the Soviet Union has collapsed, Russia is still a superpower, but it's lost territory. Mm-hmm. It'd be as if um, America had a similar sort of thing, like an economic collapse, and we just somehow lost. We lost everything that wasn't directly conne- connected to the forty-eight, the forty-eight United States. And maybe some of the states itself, like maybe Canada and Mexico have done some in, you know, I doubt it, but maybe they've done some incursions in and they're owning certain parts, right? And that it's kind of that concept, but we wouldn't own any property like U.S. Samoa and Puerto Rico and all the Alaska and Hawaii and all that is gone. We just can't hold on to it. And so there'd be economic consequences, specifically because of Alaska and uh, pipelines of oil. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so that said, like, these are the things that would happen. So in a power vacuum, the areas that were the farthest away from where the power was held are going to split off. So in a world that you're playing throughout multiple times where your players come up, they rise up, maybe they die, maybe they retire, then a new band of heroes come up, maybe they're related, maybe they're not. These things are really important. So you have a thing where you know, three kingdoms are at war and your players took the side with one kingdom and they devastated one entire kingdom out of the three. What would happen? The other two would surge in and start taking power. So then the next players now deal with two kingdoms that are surging against each other with power 
And there's fragments and resistance fighters in the third broken kingdom fighting against both the parties. Maybe the players play in their first original faction, but maybe they play as one of the freedom fighters from the land that they just actually, their last players took to destroy. So there's all these sorts of ideas. You can do the same thing and not, that's just human, like human versus human. What happens if you did it in a fantasy setting? So what if the dwarves finally fight the elves and they do a huge thing where they burn some of the biggest forests in elven the elven kingdoms? So the elves will never go back there until the forests have reclaimed themselves. So what, 500 years, 1,000 years, maybe more? The dwarves now have moved in or maybe humans have moved in. And so now you have these other weird power vacuums where... Um, different things are moving. Maybe no human or nothing, nothing sane has moved in there. Maybe this is where, because it's all burned out forest, right? It's not a pleasant place. We have a lot of forest fires where in the state where uh, Jacob and I are at. And I'll tell you that when you drive through those areas, it's, it, especially right after, it's impossible to be there. Yeah, it's very eerie and desolate. It's not inha- it's not habitable. Right. And when it rains, it's mudslides with mm-hmm. ash and bro and black nastiness and it smells. It just absolutely smells. And so what ends up happening is what would move into that? What monsters would like death and destruction and decay, right? And there are some. And so all of a sudden you know, the dwarves came and they had a fight and they burned down this great forest. Okay, well, now this forest is now maybe the haunted isles of the dead or something like that. And, necro- and maybe a necromancer moved in and literally just started raising up an army of the of the dead fighting there. Or maybe orcs or other sort of nastiness moved in. Maybe a dragon flew in because he's like, good, now these humans and these other humanoid things are gone. I'll move in and set up my own little kingdom here. So the concept of these of these power vacuums is not to just think in terms of a dungeon and what moves in when you clear out a dungeon, but now what moves in when you kill a kingdom or a town or even an army, right? So what that army was patrolling an area. So you and you go and sack an army. Perfect. It was an enemy army. You didn't think much of it. Well, now that kingdom on their borders is having incursions from other sorts of you know, united or other sort of monstrous things that that army would have kept at bay or put it on the flip side, your side loses an army. And the next thing you know, maybe your players are stuck fighting at the far end of the kingdom or the one side, like the left flank of the kingdom against a group of people that aren't even in the kingdoms because the army that would be patrolling that and basically just their sheer presence, the fact that they could show up stops people from doing things. Think about it this way. If you were to... I'm going to say this and it's going to be, a, it's going to come off as a political statement. I don't mean this as a political statement whatsoever. It's just a, a factual statement in my mind. So if you were to take, um, a police out of an area, then something would move into that area. So since police presence as a whole, right, wrong, or indifferent is a deterrent to something else, if that deterrent was gone, then something else would move in. Mm-hmm. Would it be organized crime and protection rackets? Would it be uh, might makes right anarchist thing? Would it be something totally different than that? But the point is, if you remove a power, then smaller powers move in and vie for control, which causes an anarchy, chaotic situation for a while. And when the power stabilizes, where you have one or two or three factions that have agreed, like, you know, 
this street corner and this street corner is the boundary of where I can go. Um, then you, and yes, it doesn't mean they're not going to have little like skirmishes across those boundaries, but it does mean that for the most part, we've all agreed like, you know, as well, it's the gangs in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you go past XYZ street, you're in blood territory. If you go past XYZ street, you're in crypt territory. If you go past over here, you're in this other gang's territory or maybe the mafia's territory. And you don't necessarily even know it unless you're plugged into those sorts of things. But if this was in a fantasy world, you would definitely know it because there is no other hierarchical like power over the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So that's how you could think about power vacuums in a wider array of uh, gameplay. Hey, thanks for listening. And for more resources, please go to SkullRPG.com.